Biggity bang, baby. <laughs> Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams, we're in South End after the grind set party of the year, Danny Brams. Wow. What are you drinking? I'm drinking, uh, I'm drinking a Mind Haze. I'm drinking a Mind Haze IPA because uh, we just got out of the Brawny Bro party and I've been drinking them all day, to be honest. We're at Bang Bang Burgers in South End. BB. BB 13, BB Burgers. <laughs> We're back on the show and it's been a it's been a week absence. It's been a it's been a long time since we've been back on the show together. Mm-hmm. The longest time that we've gone all season, Danny Brams. Welcome back. Without doing a podcast episode. We love to do episodes. We we crank out a lot of episodes because that's what we love to do. We're here to talk about this team, this club, and talk about it with y'all that love to listen. So thank you very much for that. And we did take last week off because there's actually an inside story. There's an inside we try we did try to do an episode. And if you want to come meet with us at the the tap room, the supporters tap room before a match next time, we'll tell you that story. So there you go. Yeah, but, it, was, it was a great time, by yeah. the way. Saturday night at the Keep. Right. It was a party. It was. The energy was off the charts. Yeah. And there were difficulties that prevented us from getting an episode done when we made that attempt last week. And that's fine. We went a few days without an episode. But we're back in a big way. It's Sunday after a match. And the match didn't go the way we wanted. It was a horrible loss, to be honest. Probably kind of puts an exclamation point on our playoff fall away, our playoff fade. You know, we faded we faded away from the playoffs at this point. There's six games left. Anything can happen. Who knows? But that last night felt pretty definitive. But what we did, we're smart, John. We're not all, we, you know, we try to be smart anyway. Uh, the smart move was to wait until after the Brawny Bro party to record this episode. And as bad as last night was, today was amazing. Two different sides of the spectrum. Right, right. The know? roller coaster continues. Yeah. That's been the theme of the club, mm-hmm. right? You get, you get so high and then you get so low. And today was a high last night, as we record here on a on a, a Sunday evening. Uh, the the sunset here coming shortly in Southend. That's a twenty four hour experience on both sides of the spectrum. Right to go from the point to go from where I was in the Main Street Inn last night, where I was near catatonic <laughs> in the fiftieth minute. <laughs> We, <laughs> we yeah. talked about it today. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it today where, as hyped as everyone was, as much energy was flowing through the building last night and how great like the, the build-up was and how much the fan base delivered, the supporters groups delivered, the other, you know, the season ticket holders, the PSL holders, everyone who's been part of this thing from the beginning and showed up and showed out the, the the slight lightning delay actually kind of helped us in a way because it just got everyone oh everyone's uh, in the seat it, it was, was a level the up. first half was electric like yeah. i haven't seen it in yeah. a while Le- it was a level up it was like a 45 minute hour minute uh, level up level up and everybody was the bar lines were packed during that entire delay and i'll tell you what as horrible as the columbus delay was this delay was actually good, and like there was nothing wrong with this delay in terms of like getting the, the fan base hyped and getting the stadium to a higher level. That was great. 
But the problem was every 10 minutes, like we talked about today, every 10 minutes that feeling started to fade as the as we pressed and pressed and and didn't deliver the goal. The club did not give us the goal that we craved, that yeah. we longed for, that we hyped up like so hard. It's, and we were we, well, we were winning the possession battle. You know, we had the ball, we had shots. Would you call them chances? No big chances. Right. No. Thanks to our friends at Sofa Score, no big chances, and four shots on the goal. So while there's there's possession in the match, there's a lot of empty possession. There's six games left. You have to make a decision. What are these six games going to mean to you? The, the I know what they mean to Brant Bronico because we talked to him about it earlier tonight. Wins. Got to win Six em. for six. Six Let's for go. six. Why not? That's what he, he said. He answered the call. The, pro, the party tonight healed the pain of last night is a theme that we need to get into for sure. And, and I think that what you said was the, the best way to put it, is that the, the leader of the club told us tonight that the expectation for the remainder of the season is to win. Yeah. Right, we asked the TIFOs. We'll get into the TIFOs' answers. But ultimately, BB13's answer matters more than anybody else's, right? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great to talk to him tonight. He was a man of the people at the party. What a, what a stalwart of the club. Will Pelagic was there, the voice of, of Charlotte FC. The voice. It was good to see him as well and the overall vibe today was just so different of last night it was it was a cleanse right well it's a reminder that it, the results matter obviously results matter and we will very much be dealing with the results of everything that's happened but the club is what matters the most of all and like the the community as cheesy as it sounds the community matters right. we all got together today and everyone was that, that was at this party, which we are just a parking lot away from right now. We, we, we haven't gone far. We have not strayed. We walked over to grab a few burgers at one of my favorite burger spots, Bang Bang Burgers. One of your favorite? You mean the, your favorite? <laughs> number one on the list? One of, yeah, number one on the list. That's true. I did say that as we were walking up. And we're right across from Pins Mechanical, you know, the, the, rebel, the rebel bowling bar of Charlotte. <laughs> and uh, life is good. Can they win the next six games, the, the remaining fixtures? Is it six or five? I don't know how many games are left at this point. And you know what? I, I think, think it's five and three quarters. Do you round, do you round up or round down? Depends if they want to answer. Your, what you told them, you told yeah. MLS to, to restart the Columbus match from zero. Have you heard from MLS office on no. that? No? They haven't yeah. got back to you? No. Uh, the commissioner? Is it the soccer it, don? Is it, the, is it Mr. Garber or Mr. Gerber? Don Garber. At, Don Garber. At the soccer don. Yes. You know, I mean, you should you you didn't take it to social media. That was your problem. You didn't go viral with this request. Now it's too late. Yeah. What do we get that evening? We get like a shortened soccer match that starts at zero for no reason. But we don't need to get it into that tonight. <laughs> right. We there's don't. Too many other things. Yeah. About, yeah. There's but. there's way. Shinyashiki. A new contract. Wasn't here tonight. Wasn't here tonight. You know who was, though? Adam Armour. Your boy. Props to Adam Armour for showing up at B AA, showed up at BB's party, you know. <laughs> Initial bros got to stick together easily. And 
That was awesome. And he looks, he's moving around good. The funniest thing for me tonight, as, and I had a great time at this party, it was awesome at Pins Mechanical. Shout out to BB13, go donate, go to the website, brandbronico.com. Beds for kids. Beds for kids, a lot of kids are sleeping on beds in the future thanks to what everything that happened tonight, you know, thanks to BB and his whole uh, team that is operating. But AA was there. And the funniest thing to me was AA trying, like it took, Adam Armour two hours to get over to say hi to Brand. Like AA, yeah, AA yeah. was there. Yeah, he showed up. Yeah, he showed like, up on one side of the bar and he's walking in and just every it's picture after picture after picture. It's hug after hug. It's shout out yeah. after shout out. Autograph after autograph. It, it's, and he, it's he hard. Graciously accepted them all. It's hard not to think big picture when we we see Adam and, and I take it back to the the quarter at Lada Arcade uptown after our first episode watching Charlotte FC at open practice we were so excited about Adam Armour mm-hmm. and his future and the, the early injury this season to see him at the end of the year he's up on his feet he's looking good mm-hmm. expectation is for him to be back in the squad next year yeah. that's, that's, that's he the was positive nimble. he was nimble moving around that bar for sure I don't know what that means on the turf at Bank of America Stadium but no. he, was, he was nimble it, it's, it's a clear sign to me that uh, he'll be back in the squad next year, which is for sure. which is exciting. Left back opening. So props to props to him for showing up. But the reason why I brought up Andre Shinyashiki was I think the biggest story of the match by far, Danny Brams was Shinyashiki's absence in the starting eleven. Man, I'll tell you what. Here's I'm just going to repeat something I've told you already. But I have to say it now that we're on a mic. Like, you got to start Shinichiki in that match for fan service. Like, why are you going to sign this guy to a new contract and then put him on the bench? This was his time to get a huge ovation from the crowd. Charlotte FC's fan base is very plugged in. Not only do we have 30K in the stands every weekend, we have people that know what the hell is going on with this team. And people that are plugged in, like, we have a lot of super fans. And we have a lot of fans that are really looking for signals and looking for fan service. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And people want to feel like their voice is heard. We have a chief fan officer, apparently, is what I heard. It's the first time that's ever happened in MLS Club. But for whatever chief fan officer we had, our chief fan officer couldn't get Shin Yosiki in the lineup like every freaking fan in the damn super fan base wanted. So give me a break. I mean... Here's the deal. You sign this guy to a new contract. He's not a noticeable drop-off from Vargas or Yusviak. Camille and Kerwin, great. They played well. We'll talk a little bit more about the performance in a second. They, they, I'm not against them starting per se, but you are an uh, expansion club chasing the playoffs with an outside shot to get there, and it's probably not going to happen going into that match. We should have won. We lost, whatever. But going into that match, you don't know what's going to happen. You start Andre to serve your fans to say, hey, we just signed, re-signed this guy. We just extended this guy. We just got, we this guy's locked up to 2025, and guess what, he's starting this weekend. That's a layup. That's the club, that's Latanzio bricking a layup, and I, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of like the sporting director weighing in on the manager's decisions in general, but like, shit, if I'm Zoran, I'm like, bro, start my guy that I just re-signed. It, it's hard to disagree with any of that. I think it's a strong statement for sure. And the reason why I ask you is because I agree. But at the same time, to, to blame the sporting director, like, we should blame the interim manager, Christian Latanzio. 
because he's yeah. the one who ultimately gets uh, to, to choose who is in the eleven. Right. And he's he's somebody who we've we've spoken about all season. And the latest development here is is the boss Christian Latanzio is is clearly perf- performing. Uh, statistically, anyway, not as strong as Miguel and Hal Ramirez side. And same number of points, more goals allowed, right? At home, five goals allowed in right. seven matches. The keep that used to MAR. be a fortress is now loss after loss after loss. We lost to Chicago. We lose to Orlando. We lose to fucking anybody. Yes. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Toronto it is now six to nil in our eight, 180 minutes against they, Toronto this they season. Have, they have three clean sheets all year, and two of them are against us, Toronto FC. So they have Bono, who's one of the worst keep. He's their backup keeper. He's only playing because of an injury to their starter from earlier in the season, and we can't even put a goal past him in 180 minutes. Bono, Alex Bono, yeah, yeah, Alex I, Bono. Yeah. I, was, I, like, yeah. I got confused. I was thinking. <laughs> no, I'm, I still haven't found the goal I'm looking for against Alex fucking Bono. Are you kidding me? Jesus. Seriously, though. I mean. Shit. One. Six. One goal. <laughs> One goal. One Yuzviak in the night. Give me a break. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what the bit is right now. You too. Okay, good. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> can we get one? Yes. Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> so, when it comes to Latanzio, Danny Brams, like it's a non-starter. We've said from the beginning, if he, if we don't make the playoffs, if we don't make the playoffs, he's out. Yeah. Not so. So we're not going to make the playoffs. He is going to be out as manager of Charlotte FC. So you got to be. You have to start thinking who is next in, and what do they do with the current roster that we have? Who is locked in? Shinyashiki and Bronny Bro, right? If there's a change in manager, yeah, true. Those two are locked in. Right, they're here for a while, which is good. And now it's time to think about roster. It's time to think about who's going to be here. In the future, it's it's time to think about who's going to be out during the winter transfer window, and who's going to be in to start the season in February. Who might be bouncing out of the roster? It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. You can follow us on Twitter at For the Crown Baby. It's a great place to be. By the way, I, the lead tonight should have been the fact that Atlanta United. Don't start. Today revealed mint and black apparel with the crown. Embarrassing on all fronts. I've what I've seen Atlanta United make some horrible moves ever since they won the title back in the day with Miggy and Joseph, and this is the worst of all. Easily. It's a fight at the bottom. It's something that we talked about, and you can go back to we we talked about earlier episodes. Danny Brands, we talked about the uh, the, the February episode in Lada Arcade, right? Yeah. How about the 
February episode in Elizabeth at Hooligans when we projected our finishing place on the table for Charlotte FC. At the room. <laughs> the back room, baby. Right there. Yeah. We said they would finish exactly where they are now. The goal, the, the worst case scenario has always been for this season for me to finish ahead of Atlanta United. Like if all else goes wrong, we don't make the playoffs, things don't work out, we fire the coach mid-season, you know, we only have one DP and a half, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The worst case scenario, if all that happened, was to still finish ahead of Atlanta United. So that's up for grabs at this point. A lot of tough matches ahead. Philadelphia at home, still to come for Charlotte FC. NYCFC at home for Charlotte FC. You think they want revenge? Oh, my. It's, it's a tough schedule. Uh, we're here in South End. We're, we're outside Pins Mechanical. Shout out to, to Pins Mechanical for hosting the party this afternoon. It's Sunday. Biggity bang, baby. Back on the patio, Charlotte Soccer Show, Danny Brams. A lot of TIFOs tonight at Pins Mechanical at the BB13 Grind Set Party, benefiting Beds for Kids, cool local charity. Brant Bronico stepping up big time for the for the community and throwing a throwing a classic South End. <clears throat> this is why Bronny's the bro, right? Because he throws a classic South End Sunday fun day. Yeah, he knows the vibe. Yeah, that's about yeah. he knew it would be a party. That's why he called it that. Sunday fun day, indeed. It's been an awesome day, and the fact that we got to spend some time hanging with Charlotte luminaries, if you will, <laughs> people that we have met through doing this podcast, TFOs yes. we call them, tremendous yes. friends luminaries, of the show. Yes. We're talking about James Perez, who is a great listener and great friend now. JPP, to, he's, yeah. he- he's headed to Italy. Right. For a he's couple gonna, weeks. No big deal. But this is so he is someone who showed up early to the party and the PR team actually like, hey man, uh, could you actually help us out a little bit? And they gave him a t-shirt and he was actually working the party at that point. He, he started working the photograph line, which was awesome. And that just shows like the step up spirit of anyone in, in the Charlotte fan base. Talking about Elevation Jones, Mr. Franco, Mr. You know, the, the only blue horn that we have left here in Charlotte, as I introduced him earlier, and his son. I was really impressed. So. Elevation Jones, his son, his little kid, was at the party with us today and having a good time. And they went and got their picture with BB, obviously. They got the early picture in the long line or whatever. They waited through it. But then when the line died down, the little guy went and just was like, wait, I didn't get enough autographs from, from Brant. I need a few more autographs. So he went solo while his dad was hanging talking to us. And the, the, the little guy went solo, went and just like went <laughs> up and talked to Brant. was like, hey, can you yeah. sign this? Can you sign this? He got a few more autographs. That was awesome to see. So, like, the community building at this party was, like, in terms of the current generation, the next generation, et cetera, and just, like, that brings up, like, we saw Dari last night at the game, Dari Noka, a good friend of ours from uh, Work Life, who showed up with his daughter, who was, like, she really wanted to meet us, which was, like, kind of weirdly flattering, but awesome. Shout out to Layton, right. one, of the, one of the best Charlotte FC fans out there. Tater Top. Yeah. 
huge fan of the show. Missing TT more than any of us these days, for sure. But Same, uh, uh, I mean, she, she's up there with me. She's even more than me. <laughs> missing missing our uh, connection between TT and Alan Franco in the and, midfield. And she got to see Ben Bender starting lineup last night. That was good for her. So yeah. shout out to all y'all for sure. And it's an all ages podcast, like I said. Yeah. You know. So. And and I'm glad. And that's why we've. Uh, I was surprised to hear. You know, there's been some kids listening to the show, and now it makes me feel bad for my language <laughs> on the podcast. We're kind of cleaning, not by dictate or anything, but that, <laughs> but just by natural feeling, we're cleaning it up a little bit, at least tonight. I don't think there's been any post PG-13 language dropped on the show yet. Okay. Maybe I might have dropped one f bomb actually, to be honest. So here's here's my issue, and something that I'm coming to grips with today okay. is that last night in the stands, I said, "Fuchs, you suck." <laughs> How are you feeling about that? Do you have any hangover guilt on yelling, Fuchs, you suck? I feel bad about it. And a lot of people in your section called you out. They did. They really did. Rachel's here. She was there. What uh, was your third-party perspective on the Fuchs, you suck incident that happened last night? Well, there was a gentleman a few rows down who was a Charlotte fan, and he turned around and gave John a really mean look. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I shouldn't have yelled it, and that, that was what it was all about, but... He yeah. wasn't playing very well. No. Again, this is what happens when a point is made. Right. A nice... A nice engine rolls through. Right. The, uh, the South End Car Club of Charlotte understands when we're trying to say something that's important. So... Christian Fuchs is a, is a big talking point. He's the captain. He's the team dad, as we christened him in the very be- beginning of this season. And he has set a tone that has been important. And you'll, you, let's go way back. Let's let's tell a mini story about when we first sort of got the, the, the genesis of the idea for this whole show. Was when you and I were hanging out at Hooligans Elizabeth. And we met the CEO of Charlotte Independence. A year and a half ago, when yes. Fuchs and Bronny Bro and Adam Armour were playing for the Independence, and what did he tell us? He said Fuchs has been amazing. Fuchs has been accessible. He's given me anything we wanted. He's trying to push the Independence. He wants to build soccer in Charlotte. So we were predisposed to to love this guy, and you know he's got the pedigree with the Premiership. But then you wonder, like, how much is he? really bring in when he's getting burned a lot he's fouling a lot you, I think you were warned in saying Fuchs you suck last night that's all I'm saying you know what can I say Joseph Mora came in for him late yeah and Fuchs gave us all that's a bad sub and like one thing tactically I noticed that's a bad sub both Fuchs and Lindsay on both sides were kind of moving in and they were playing very for fullbacks, they were very much central. They were closer to the, the center circle than they were to the touchline. And like, I'm like, you guys are giving up with here. And I, it had to be some type of coaching design. I'm not 100% sure, but I was standing there in the stands with uh, with our guy Kevin, with our guy Volak. We were rocking and rolling, and I couldn't fucking understand why Lindsey and Fuchs were just playing so interior as fullbacks. It's like we've given up the idea of getting any width from the back and that limits what we can do in terms of stacking the box centrally. 
That's why Carroll's so frustrated. Is because we don't get any width from the fullbacks. To be honest, like Carroll's frustration and Carroll's like the body language flared up again last night. Right? He was he was throwing more pouting fits and, and whatnot on things that were happening. But that's the symptom. We, if we want to get to the cause, it's the fact that we've given up all width from the fullbacks and we've just resigned ourselves to the fact that Fuchs and Lindsay are going to pinch in and not try to move up at all in term, on the wings. It's not the defensive strategy that I would go with. In fact, I would make it wider than that. That's why I've suggested right. five in the back before. Right. You can even go wider with five in the back. Right. And just have those those fullbacks really pinch up. And you don't need them to be wingbacks, right? It's like you can slide over, right? You can you can send Lindsay down the right-hand side, mm-hmm. and you can have him push forward, and then the defense can shift, mm-hmm. right? Shift into a back four. Right, especially when you've got Jones and Bronico playing double defensive mids like that. So you can bomb them up. You can right. bomb the left-hand side. And that's what the that's what this, this entire, um, when you talk about the getting width on the pitch, that, that's how it happens. And, and you have you have players in the middle, like a Brant Bronico, like a Derek Jones, who serve balls wide. Or you have someone like Carol Swiderski, who drops in and has quality right. hold-up play. Who can literally play all over the field, as yes. we showed last night. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then sends balls wide as well. Mm-hmm. And then runners in. And it's not hard to play through the width. You have to have someone like, you know, Adam Armour. <laughs> yeah. Who was there tonight? <laughs> you know? bringing, it, bringing it full circle back to the fact of the matter and the matter of the fact is we lost the match. And tactically, it's... it's and we had it's, Joseph it's, Mora and yeah. and Christian Fuchs instead of Adam Armour out it, there on the it's important, back. it's important to look at it, and it's important to recognize what happened. But ultimately, it's just, that's just depressing right, to talk about. about. So about, let's talk about... All right, no, no. Let me, let me say something. One more thing. All right, hit me. My biggest take of the night is that the reason why Adam Armour showed up tonight, that he was the only guy there, is that because it was a it was symbolism for... If Armour was healthy, he would have had that same come up in a great season. Yeah. You know, he would be as right. integral to this club and this right. this program as Bronnie Bro is too. You, you predicted early on that Armour will be a starter by the end of the season, right? And I, with, but without the injury that happened, I think that the way we've seen, this, seen the season play out, I don't have any doubt that that would have been true. You could see it last night. There was, yeah. there was two players who couldn't get the job done. Yeah. At that back position, and that's Adam Armour's job. I mean, Jog and Joe's had some good games. Team Dad. The one thing, this just gets into a quick tangent about Latanzio, which is just that he tends to put players in a little bit of a box mentally and won't move them out of it, which is why Fuchs is always left back, even though we think he's better suited to a center back, and that's why we're starting 21-year-old Jan Sobosinski and 20-year-old Adilson Malanda, who both have looked good, but, like, Legitimately, you'd think Fuchs would be like the veteran presence at second center back standing next to Walks that you would want in a team that's pushing for the playoffs while you have like a more dynamic, younger left back pushing up. But so, but because Latanzio thinks that Fuchs is left back and refuses to consider him as a center back, it just doesn't happen. Same reason plays out as to why he won't put Andre Shinyasiki in as a starter on the wing because he sees. Andre is a central player. We saw that last night when he subbed in. He went to the center, and Carroll worked out wide. But you got to be be able to play off each other in the middle. Sorry, right? 
it, it's just well, that was just like I said. That's a quick tangent just to say that like Latanzio, one of his biggest issues as a coach was I think he's good at developing talent. I think he, it, I've heard other people say this. I'm not. I'm stealing this idea, but. It'd be awesome if he wanted to stay on as an assistant for whatever new coach took over because I do think he has a relationship with these players and I, I would love to see him keep developing them. I, developing them. I'm not like against that, but I just don't think he's a game day coach. I don't think he's like the guy you want on the touchline. So that there is that. But So his decision is going to be between being on Patrick Vieira's staff <laughs> at Crystal Palace or on ex-managers staff at Charlotte FC. Yeah. It just goes to show that the, the decisions that you make as a manager dictate the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. Christian Latanzio, someone who was offered a job from right. but, Arsenal great Patrick Vieira, and he turned down the job to join MAR's staff as the lone coach not on MAR's team mm-hmm. coming in. Interesting choice. It ended up giving him the head job. Right. First head job he's had in a long career. So an opportunity was there. Problem is, he got the opportunity and it's not gonna it's not gonna come through. It it hasn't come through. And without the six game winning streak that we're hoping to go on here, <laughs> it's not yes. going to come through. That that could change everything and that's that's what we want to move to because we got the chance today. We met Bronny Bro. The guy who's been sort of a hero slash mascot of this podcast from the beginning. Cheers. Cheers to you. Final segment. By the way, I never got to say that I had the uh, OMB Captain Jack. This is the tale. Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Six and six? You think that we could win all six? It's the only way, right? It's like it's literally the only way at this point that we could salvage some type of playoff hope. Obi Wan, you're my only hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Bronny, so no, shout out. It's, so, it's like a, it's like a desperate message. Let's set the scene a little bit. It's not real. There's let's no chance the that happens. Okay, let's stop talking about hypotheticals. Let's set the scene for a minute here okay. for the people that couldn't make it because there was this was limited. There was more you, people that wanted to show. You, this was this was 200 people only. This in you had RSVP early. You had to get this reservation in as a week ago plus, at least. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that I'm VIP. But it was exclusive. But I'm SIP, somewhat important person. <laughs> so, you get in, and Bronny's sitting there, posing for photos for the first hour plus with anyone who wants to stand in line. It was a long line. People wanted to see themselves with Bronny. He would not only take a photo, but he would sign jerseys. He would sign placards. He would sign scarves. Right. He would he would take photo. Some people had some great original artwork. There's a lot of great. There's a lot of Charlotte artists out there that are like painting really cool pictures of Charlotte FC players and moments and things like that. Yeah. And Bronny would sign that, and so he was just like giving it all to the supporters. Give it like giving everything he had to like. <laughs> Make the party special experience for everyone, which is awesome. Good point. Good point. Uh, very personable, easy to talk to. Like gave himself to the community that is the Charlotte FC fan base, mm-hmm. which leads me to, I think, something that goes along with that, and Brownie Bro, and potentially you know something you and I have talked about, is the idea of a supporters group, and revealing it as the Queen's Guard. Yeah. 
and Bronny Bro is the Lord Commander of <laughs> the Queen's exactly. Guard. We've elevated him from the Hound to the Lord Commander of the Queen's Guard because I think it's it's a good thing to do. Like, what we want to do is like transition our tremendous friends of the show, our TFOs group, into what we would call the Queen's Guard, which is just like a group of people that just defends the Lowe's Gate, defends the Keep. Yes. Defends it all, defends the supporter section, and just like stands up for the Queen City, the one and only Queen City. And you know we love to make Game of Thrones references on the show and have a good time and joke around that way. So playing off that, we just think the Queen's Guard is just a great way to take the future of people that love to f- listen to this show and cheer for this club. And you know what the battle cry is? For the crown, baby. <laughs> for the crown, baby, exactly. <laughs> so cheers to that to the Queen's Guard and to the, the Lord Commander, the first ever. He, he, he doesn't wear the captain's band, but Bronnie Bro at, at some point, I yeah, think, will. future captain, easy. And I get him a gold cloak. And he gets his gold cloak. Yes, yes, the gold cloak, exactly. The golden boy right. earns uh, the, the gold the, the, cloak. Our number one triple C golden boy, exactly. He's won that award more than anybody else in the history of the show. Brilliant. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. You can follow us here on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Do us a favor. It, it helps us out a lot if you leave a review. Right. Our boy, our Hawaiian bro, 5-2 and two Project, Kevin. We met him today. He was awesome. We've been, yeah. like, admiring this guy's work from afar for a long time. His son Will is a great listener as awesome well. Awesome couple of the bros. And they gave us a lot of high, uh, lots to talk about, let's say. And it was really fun to talk to him. But he did say... Kevin, he's like, yeah, I started to write you guys a review, but then I didn't finish it. I forgot to submit it. I was like, go ahead and finish it any time, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, give us a yeah. review. Yeah, take care of your drafts. Yeah. Uh, write us a review. Le- leave us a five-star review. That really helps as well. And share the show with, with somebody who was in the crowd on Saturday night at the Keep. A massive, massive reaction from the crowd after a t- tough, tough loss on Sunday night. For everybody to be back in that building on a Saturday night, the, for me, the the golden boy of the match this week, the Captain Jack of the match, I should say, was the crowd. Like I just want to make sure that yeah. that we we do not let that go by the wayside. That MLS is new in Charlotte. It's, Charlotte is a soccer city, and that's why. 30 plus thousand people show up on Saturday there was a match in the Premier League Brighton hosting Leeds great match Brighton's near the top of the Premier League and they had 30,000 at the match less than what we had at the keep that's that's we should be so proud of that on Saturday night so the so what that proved, what that attendance proved, what that energy in the crowd proved, com- despite the loss, and then you combine it with what we were able to see tonight, which was this Brawny Bro party, which was people in the Charlotte community, the Charlotte Reaper was there, El Chico Muerte was there in full costume, you know, Panthero was there getting his helmet signed, you know, like the people that you sort of know and love from the Charlotte community, besides just everybody else was there to represent and so you combine that and what you realize is that despite 
the chance that the playoffs look like a long shot right now. Despite the fact that we've lost a few in a row at home now when it used to be a fortress. Despite all that, what, what we learned tonight is that it's going to be okay. It's not okay. It's not it's not it's a it is a failure to make miss the playoffs if it doesn't end up happening, but it's going to be okay. We are Charlotte Strong. We have a great expansion fan base. We have the chance to take it to the next level. We have a couple new signings that should finally be ready soon. We haven't even talked about that, but you imagine that Nuno Santos and Nathan Byrne will be ready for the next match. The, the center back? Adil Malanga. Yeah, he looked nice. Looked great. He looked great. Somebody so that was not his fault. Somebody who we didn't talk about, but he fit into the squad quickly. Of course. In we could do a whole match. episode on how great he looked, to be honest. Glad that we got to give him a shout out at the end of the pod. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. We'll get to your listener questions later in the week. At John Hayes on air, at Danny Brams as well. Uh, thanks to Bang Bang Burgers for hosting us tonight. Your number one burger spot in Charlotte? Number one, maybe. Rachel here as well, hanging out with us on the show this evening. Great to have her here. And until next time on the show, and as always, Danny Rams. For the crown, baby.